0: if people would just get started. And I was like, I feel so lucky Um. to have just started on the path. So I'm like, man, I'm not gonna quit. Where is that gonna be in 10, 15, 20, 30 years? What rooms am I gonna be in? What people are gonna be able to be around? What type of influence am I gonna be able to have and impact in the world and actually make an actual difference? And so, like what I would say is like just get started and it might not look like the way you want. Like you might not have a cool office like this, you might not have a cool podcast room or a Lambo or whatever, but like if you just get started, get in the game. Yes, like get in the game start finding people to network with, get close to. I would just say get started. Like don't worry about where the the place you're starting from. Like it's amazing where you can get to when you just get in the game and start playing and, and play to win every day.
1: What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of The Bullpen. I'm your host, The Bull. Today, I got a special treat for you guys. This is a guy who's become a real good buddy of mine. Actually, we met in Florida out at Funnel Hacking Live. This stud just happened to be speaking on stage in front of six thousand people all tuning in to listen to this dude wanting to know what he was doing and how how they could replicate what he was doing with his business. Braven Grant, thanks for coming on, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well I just said thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So give everyone an idea Braven Grant is a 23 year old. He's a fitness enthusiast just did a competition on stage, right? Which we could talk about that and how you did that. Like crazy time frame how he got on stage. Former college athlete, he's a husband to Shelley, new father to his son, Heber, and owner of an industry-shifting, whole-food-based sports supplement company called Gains in Bulk. He started Gains in Bulk with his brother when he was only 17 years old and did multiple seven figures before the age of 22. What people don't understand, though, is that he was doing seven figures well before the time. What, well, you're 23 now, right? Mm-hmm. And you just got that two comma club award on stage with Funnel Hacking Live, but you were doing multiple seven figures even before that two comma club. Yeah. People don't even know that, right? Cause yeah. I didn't even know that yeah, until we talked no about award. it, right? <laughs> so listen, man, everyone listening to this, they're thinking 23 years old, seven figures in business. You own a supplement line. You're a former college athlete. You're speaking on stage in front of 6,000 people. That's a big fucking deal, right? <laughs> but that doesn't come from anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't just, yeah. you know, happen, right? So what's your story, right? What what made you who you are today?
0: Man, <laughs> that's a really big question. It's a loaded question. Yeah, it's a super loaded question. Uh, um, I mean, I I think we go a few different directions, but uh, you know, first, thanks for having me. Yep. like Jeremiah. Well, thanks I, for I having mean, me. Everyone, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on my podcast, yeah, yeah. No, um, everyone, obviously, if he's around you, it's like you're just like a gravitational leader. Like you, you know, when I saw you at Funhocking Live that you had your whole crew and it was like, I don't know, it was just cool to see you. And and I appreciate being around people like you. So thanks, you know, for having me up here. I appreciate it. Um, but what has made me, I mean, I think ultimately the, uh, the foundational piece of it, like if I had to say, hey, this is the reason I've been able to do anything successful is, I, I would say it's just come down to the influence of, of my, my family and mm. mainly even my father. Mm. Um, we, we went through a lot growing up, uh, but my dad's been an entrepreneur my whole life. So he was starting businesses well before I was even uh, around or, mm. or he had thought of me yet. But,
1: oh, he's just been an entrepreneur, huh?
0: Yeah. So mm. he'd been an entrepreneur and, you know, I'd seen his businesses do really well. There was a point when I was like four or five where he had, you know, multiple planes and like big, big business. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like big, big deal. But wow. then most of my life growing up, we didn't have much at all <clears throat> because – You know, and so we could get into all that too. Well, let's actually dive into that. There's plenty. There's a
1: lot to unpack there. Yeah. Did you just tell me that you went from having multiple? No, no, no. Okay. You just said this, not multiple cars. (laughs) You said multiple planes. Yeah. And then to having nothing. Yeah. What happened?
0: Um. So this was like a super big, super big story. Um, sure. So I don't
1: know I, <laughs> how much you're willing to tell. How much we want to go into I, it? I'm willing to
0: share. I, it's really just, I mean, it's kind of a lot. But so my dad has uh, started a few different companies, and uh, he, when he was in his early 20s, he uh, actually was working uh, at a tire shop. So he he had started a business, uh, an auto business, and mm-hmm. then he was working at a tire shop mm-hmm. on the side uh, to try and make money. And, right. Who's newly married? So and then, anyways, he got hurt on the job and he actually got paralyzed. Um, oh wow. Yeah, he like fell off a scaffolding onto his back and and, and broke his back uh, over like a tire that was on the ground. Like fell like that. Anyways, so um, and then through that process of getting paralyzed and doctors telling him, you know, there was really just nothing they could do, and da 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 da. He started getting into like nutrition and health himself, mm. just trying to figure out how to fix himself basically. Mm. Um, so he started going to school, doing a whole bunch of stuff and ultimately like fell in love with nutrition, Mm -hmm. which at the time was a little bit less of like the main, there was like chiropractic, there's physical therapy, there's doctors, but there wasn't a lot of people at the time preaching and teaching about like the importance of like your diet and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, not as much as there is now. So anyways, so he ends up overcoming that, not being paralyzed anymore. He became, (laughs) okay.
1: he went from. Being paralyzed to not paralyzed? Yeah,
0: waist down. Couldn't walk. Couldn't feel his feet. Like, they were, like, you know, stab stuff in his feet. Couldn't feel it. Like, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, how how did your dad go from being unparalyzed to paralyzed? Uh, Or, excuse me, from, like, paralyzed to unparalyzed?
0: So, I mean, it was a lot of stuff. Um, He was doing a ton of physical therapy work, and uh, he's a big fan of, like, chiropractic and stuff like that. And, and even a little bit like what maybe some people think is like woo woo medicine in a little bit of ways. Well, what kind of woo woo medicine? Like, uh, like like, mushrooms. No, not mushrooms. Not like not that, (laughs) (laughs) but just like, uh, more energy stuff. Like he really believes in energy and, and you know, frequencies and things like that. Of course, and, yeah. Um, anyway, so, and then, and then ultimately, like, I guess the missing piece that he really fell in love with was the nutrition side of things. So mm-hmm. really he got really into essentially like an alkaline, like alkaline diet, really trying to understand like, how do you put your body in a state where it can heal itself and things like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a couple of years and, and a lot of energy and time and whatnot, but he, you know, worked his way I wasn't alive at the time, so I don't know the exact details of right, like wh- right. what you know his yeah. day-to-day looked like, but, you know, obviously he worked his freaking butt off, came out of that, and then not only wasn't paralyzed anymore, mm-hmm. a year later, after he, like, started walking, he became a world champion powerlifter. Holy shit! Yeah, so, um, and then he set, like, a world record for most push-ups in a minute, and, like, did some, like, crazy stuff like that, and that kind of, uh, yeah, so, so that put him, oh, like, I kind know. of on the map, like, in the world of people being, like, holy crap, like, look yeah. at this guy's story. Like, he right. was legit paralyzed, yeah. and now he's doing all these world things. record holder. Yeah, so then uh Danny Ainge actually came to him and said, hey, uh-huh. I want to be trained by you. And then, um which that's a really cool backstory, I guess, that's something my dad's uh-huh. always telling me is, like, Treat everyone like they're a professional athlete, in the sense of like he was training people who were just like nobody, yeah. like no one knew who they were. Right. Um, but he had this like philosophy with his trainers, like we we, we train every ath- we train every person like they're a professional athlete, and uh, the craziest thing was that some of those people started to talk to their friends who happen to be professional athletes, mm. but my dad didn't know that, obviously. Right, Just right. how does this person know, Danny Ainge? Yeah. They refer Danny Ainge, say, hey, here's this guy, he's mm-hmm. all this stuff. So then all of a sudden there is professional athletes in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Danny Ainge brought Dan Marley and Charles Barkley and then all of a sudden they went to the Phoenix Suns and said, hey, we don't wanna train with your trainers, we want this guy. Wow. So anyway, so my dad became the first nutritionist ever hired in the NBA. Wow. Yeah, and so this was, like, in the early 90s. Um, And then um, he had started his own company, a training company that he then started a supplement company and nutrition company. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then he worked with all these professional athletes. And so that really started, like, build his brand and and his companies. And so, uh, uh, yeah, so essentially in that... Time frame he went from, you know, paralyzed that like is what led him fall in love with nutrition and mm. trying to understand that a really deep level, mm-hmm. uh, to then becoming, you know, a formulator trainer, working with all these professional athletes. And, um, then his, his companies, you know, really like grew from there. And, right. um, you know, I don't know the exact like revenue numbers of what they mm-hmm. were doing, but multiple, multiple eight figures a year, companies and stuff. And so, uh, yeah. And he had like, like a, Couple planes, not like jets, right. but like yeah, planes. nice planes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think those are cheap. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I mean things he was killing it. Um it's just doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then um essentially I, I guess I if I'm gonna tell a story, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is, it's a big story. Sure, that's fine.
1: Um we can get like like what what synopsis what ha- like if if you don't mind me asking.
0: Yeah, no, I can tell the whole thing. I guess I mean when you ask the question like uh-huh. what like why, how why have I done these things? Right. Why is this important to yeah. me? Like why do I care about being successful? Right. Um, this like I mean this is the culmination of mm-hmm. it. I I don't know if I could say it in a couple of words. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, uh, my dad's doing really well. This company's doing really well. Um, uh, he had made some poor decisions. He mm-hmm. had had some affairs. And, uh, uh, which is another, I would say thing that I learned from him, maybe like not in in a way of like how he came back from that as well. And just Uh teaching me like the importance of, of your family first and that balance, even as you start to make it in life. But Uh so he had some affairs, him, my mom and him got divorced. Uh Um, but then, um, a few years later, my mom came to him and basically told him like that, uh, she'd essentially had like a vision that they need to put the family back together and get remarried. And so he, you know, uh, well first he was kind of like, okay, well you need to make sure like that's Mm -hmm. a big, you know, thing to decide. And, you know, obviously we've been through a lot. I want to make sure that you're Mm -hmm. serious about that. So she actually, uh, went to the temple, which, uh, you know, if you know what that is, like, obviously it's just a place for us in our faith. Yeah. So in our faith, like just to, to get clarity Mm -hmm. and, Uh, pray and stuff Mm -hmm. so she went there to the temple to you know get a confirmation and she felt that yeah we need to put the family back together Mm -hmm. so they uh, got remarried so it was actually funny we were in San Diego at the time me and my brother and my parents and we drove home and on the way like in Vegas they got married this chapel in Vegas (laughs) of course kind of a funny uh, situation Mm -hmm. but anyway so they got remarried And then a little bit later, they decided to go on, like, a second honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was actually here in Utah, uh, Yep. Um, So me and my brother and my dad had gone to Tippanogos while they were divorced. And Mm. we took this cool picture in the spa. And my mom said, I want to go there. Mm. And so they went. um, And actually, while they were hiking, my mom uh, slipped and fell. And uh, she fell, like, it was a pretty serious fall. And she landed some trees and stuff and ended up being okay but she had broken a, a bunch of ribs oh geez and so anyway so it's cr- kind of crazy they end up getting home um and but she was like on a bunch of pain medication and mm-hmm. stuff because her ribs and uh, anyway so they were traveling and all that and they get they finally got home um and we, we spent some time with them that night i remember that night with my mom and then uh she my dad went to sleep, and my mom couldn't sleep because of her ribs, so mm-hmm. she took some sleep medication that the doctor had given her. And then she actually went and got in the bath, and uh, she actually ended up falling asleep and, and, and drowning in the oh bath. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so uh, my dad yeah. found her the next morning. They took her to the hospital, and mm-hmm. she was on life support for a little bit, but uh, there was just nothing nothing they could do, so, so she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was uh, almost four at the time, I was three at the time. And so, um, like, that was, that was a pretty obviously traumatic experience for How her. old were you? Uh, so, I was three. I was mm-hmm. almost four. I was right. three. And then my right. brother was um, five at right. the time. Wow. So, I'm pretty young. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. It's, it, was, it was definitely a crazy experience. But, um, and essentially what ends up happening is all my mom's siblings, my aunts and uncles, they worked for my dad. And they had all, you know, my, the company was doing well. So, mm-hmm. they were all doing well as well. Um, But about two years later, they decided, like, I don't know what they decided, but they wanted more Mm. than what they're getting, I guess. And so they uh, my dad showed up to work uh, at his office and they like basically took all the employees, brought all the employees together and just said, hey, we're going to walk or you're going to give us the company. And.
1: uh, Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mutiny. Yeah. Jeez. And so my dad was like, well, like, I built this from the ground like you guys can leave. So they all leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like literally out of like a ton of employees, there was like two or three people left. And like, you know, they had a full production, uh, like manufacturing, all this stuff going. And so uh, somehow my dad figured that out and got like temps and like all this stuff. Like, right. just yep. yeah, he, he just figured it out and they made it. Um, and uh, I guess this is where this story kind of gets a little bit crazy and why it, I'm sorry. It takes me a second to explain it. No, you're good. This it. is yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're good. So anyway, so um, the my the those aunts and uncles they decided. Uh, well, they, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is like kind of my opinion, but sure. they essentially went to the police and said, "Hey, we think that we think that this guy killed our sister."
1: Oh, they, they said
0: shit. they thought my dad did it. And this is two years later. So it goes to court, and immediately, like, they look through everything. They're like, this is, no. Like, they threw it out of court. Holy shit. Uh, they said there was nothing to it, whatever. Well, then, uh, a little bit later, they actually, they get a new prosecutor. Um, and the funny thing about it is this prosecutor's actually been disbarred since uh, for malpractice, and a lot of malpractice that happened in this case. Oh, geez. Um, uh, but anyway, so they get this new prosecutor. They come back. They reopen the case, and they actually were able to get it to... Mm-hmm. I guess, kind of open up further and right. go to a trial. So for about uh, five years of my family's life, we were fighting this right. this case. Constantly and fighting, battling,
1: with the reestablishing the business, the emotional impact that that yeah. takes, and all so,
0: that. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, lawyers are not cheap. And so, no. uh, you know, and this is like my dad basically mm. lost focus, did lose focus. He had to like direct focus to the yeah. fighting this case right. instead of the business. And so... We went into a lot of debt, like multiple million dollars in debt. So, from oh one end of the spectrum to the other, yeah. sold everything. Wow. Um, and then ultimately, what ends up happening is my dad was convicted of manslaughter, essentially just saying that he didn't do enough to, to save Prevent my mom. It? Yeah. And so, Holy there, shit. there was a moment where when he found her, he called a doctor that lived up the street instead of calling 911. And then he called 911 after. And that is essentially. What? What they convicted him of? Yeah, it. To, if you don't, it, the justice system a pretty messed up place. Oh, um, we,
1: you and me could talk about yeah. that forever. <laughs> look at what's happening right now with the kid Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Look at look at what happened with a lot of people. The justice system in this country is honestly a game of how much money do you have? Yeah. It really is. How much money do you have? How much? How much can you throw at attorneys? You know yep. how much? Uh, how long can you drag things out? how biased is the jury? Yeah. You know, because as much as they try to make the jury unbiased, there is still yeah. bias. Yeah. And especially now with social media, <laughs> yeah, we, it's, be, it's become a, the a... jury can't not see it. Exactly. The jury yeah. can't not. And so with that, it becomes you're in yeah. the court of public opinion mm-hmm. ap, as opposed to being yeah. judged in the case of actual justice. Yeah. Holy and so shit. this is
0: like, uh, it's actually funny. You could like Google my family and my dad. There's still like blogs that like are active right now talking uh-huh. about it. It's kind of funny, but... Uh, like a bunch of people don't know who the freak we are talking about <laughs> us. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, and this was early in the time where like blogging became popular. Um, so there's a lot of stuff actually that the prosecutor did apparently like, I guess like baiting other like blogs to then like get the jury to anyway. So,
1: um, so he leveraged social media basically. Yeah,
0: essentially like before it was Instagram and Facebook. And so they, uh, Convicted of manslaughter and oh, what I was say about justice system mm-hmm. was uh, essentially what they they do is they're wanna, they want they want to it is a public thing or a, like a social thing. Mm-hmm. They basically just want to say, well, look at this guy. He had these affairs. They did he did this. Right. So they just talk about all this other stuff yes. because there's no actual evidence of right. this.
1: Oh. I, mean, I hate to say, go back to Kyle Rittenhouse. They were talking about like him playing Call of Duty. Yeah. They're trying to paint this picture of a bad guy yeah. oh, he's with all lazy, these other things. Loser, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Four doors more yeah. whores was his gamer tag. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the relevance to yeah. that in the situation? Just to paint. The just picture. to make him right. seem like a crappy exactly. Guy. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're yeah. exactly on point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was and there was multiple people actually in the jury we've spoken to after that literally said, "Oh, we didn't think there was any evidence to was guilty. We just thought we didn't like the guy." And so it's a, it's a pretty, and we could go into that for hours of just the, the crazy (coughs) mess up, messed up things in the justice system. But anyway, so he gets convicted of manslaughter, essentially saying he didn't do enough to save her. There was no like malicious intent. He obviously didn't like do anything. Um, But like he did get convicted of manslaughter. So he got sentenced to five years in prison.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. So from the time I was in, Sixth grade, the start of sixth grade to the end of my sophomore year, uh, my dad was, was in in prison, and uh, was the business was left to he got remarried to uh, uh, my mom Hillary, who I call my mom because she's mm-hmm. been there with us basically Longer, my whole life, yeah, and right. you know uh, technically my stepmom, but I would never say that just right, out of respect yeah, for right. just the amazing woman she yeah. is. But um, so you know he he got remarried, and so my mom was left with this business that she didn't really know how to run. Obviously like she never ran a business or anything and uh, millions of dollars of debt. And, um, after the, the, the conviction, my, uh, family that those aunts and uncles, they also opened up a lawsuit against their family. Um, What? yeah, it's just, who are these people? Yeah, it's pretty, anyway, so the funniest, here's the funniest part. Here's like the, and this is why I'm willing to share this on podcast. This is why, this is why when you ask me why I want to be successful, why any of this, yeah. like, I hope one of them hears this right now because my truly like my, why, like I have cars and all that on my like wall and like that. I want that. I want to buy a big house for my family, but like the true why is, um, I want to prove my, my dad was innocent and I can't do it with like evidence, but I can do it with, look at the man that he is, and what he created in me, and you can't deny it. Mm. And I want it to be everywhere. I want it to be on every podcast. I want it to be in their face. Mm. I want them to, I want them to be like, "Hey, aren't are you related to this Braven guy? Right. Don't you know this Braven yeah. guy?" And them have to sit there and them deal have with to that. Say with deal with that, that. they mm. they abandoned me mm. and my family and all that. And so you more know, than see,
1: more than abandoned. Let's be honest. Attacked, that, yeah. And, dude, can I, can I just say something to this, right? People don't realize how vicious family can be. As a matter of fact, most of the time, like, not, I don't see it most of the time. If, if something goes bad with family, it usually turns pretty nasty. And people yeah. don't fully understand that. But that's where a lot of the biggest problems end up. Mm-hmm. And this sounds more than, because you're, you're saying, you know, they turn their back on you. No, they didn't just turn their back on you. Yeah. They, they attacked, they, they didn't, they turned their back on, they attacked, yeah they came after you. And that's in some of the most, like, like yeah. seriously, right? Like that's, yeah. it's more than just turn their yeah. back. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Just keep, keep going. No, I, this is, cool. and yeah. I think when people say like,
0: oh, like money's the root of all evil, I don't believe that in the slightest. I agree. But what I do believe, like, and what the scriptures say is like mm. the love of money. Mm. When you, if you knew my family, if you knew my dad, my dad will, when we had nothing, would give mm-hmm. to people. When we had everything, obviously he still gives to people. If, anyway, if you go on a trip with my family, my dad will pay for you, mm-hmm. but with everything, you know, when we had nothing or when we have everything, he's gonna take care of you, whatever, right? He's mm-hmm. gonna give, because it's not the love of money, mm-hmm. but I'll show, the people who love the money are, were these family members who were, mm-hmm. were literally willing to burn the relationships, attack us, like mm-hmm. do all of this mm-hmm. stuff for you money, know, money right. right? Like that's the evil part of it. It's not,
1: they wanted the whole business because of money. Yeah. They wanted all these other things because of money. Right? Yeah, it,
0: yeah. exactly. So it's money isn't through all evil. It's, it's really this, this, you know, I don't know. Anyways, I would say maybe it's even the lack of money. If they had money, they probably wouldn't have been
1: attacking us. Right. So. To, oh, that's the thing. Like <laughs> here, I, I heard, I heard something and it was the best thing I'd ever heard because I believe this with my Like dude. And here's the thing, brother. I knew I, I like, I didn't actually know this about you. Mm. Have we and like for everyone listening to this? Did we have this conversation uh, ever? I, right? No, no, no. We had. I had no idea this about you, but I knew for a fact you've been through shit. Mm. You know why I knew that? And I started <laughs> this podcast with what? I said you don't become this dude yeah. without what? Without going through some yeah. hard ass shit. Without pushing through the flames mm. of hell. Right. Yeah. Because in all honesty, you do not become who you want to become. You do not be, have reaches this level of success yeah. unless you've seen the bottom. Yeah. Right. You see this award behind me for 10 million. Right. Yeah. We're about to get the 25 million dollar mm. one. Right. And you know why? The whole idea of alpha influence. I don't know if you know this about me, but when I was a kid, I was bullied yeah. fucking bad. Right. And it still sits with me today. Like I can, yeah. I, if I still take myself to those moments, I see you getting emotional. Yeah. I still get emotional. Yeah. And it's the fact of the matter of no, not only do I want to prove myself, right. Yeah. Do I want to make myself proud of who I've become, but I also want to shove it right in their fucking face. <laughs> yeah. I want to be like you all, and like everyone who's ever doubted me. I want to say, Amen. fuck you. Like yeah. I'm going to show you, right. Yeah. And I'm going to show the world what I can become. Yeah. And that was the, and, and just this whole mindset, but also mm. it's the empathy of, I know what it's like to go through some 100%, 100%. shit. And I know that money has a lot to do with that. Yep. I know most families are torn apart because of money. Your yeah. your, your story depicts that yeah. pretty fucking well, yeah. that most families are, are torn apart because of money. More than 50% of all marriages end in money, end yeah. because of divorce, well, because it's of money, not right? They,
0: and it's not because they have a lot of it. And That's no, it's, the problem. It's definitely not because they have too much of it, <laughs> <Yeah. right>? Everyone <laughs> thinks like, oh, it's like the money is evil. It's like, no, the re- I. I say this all the time. The people who say money is bad or, mm. oh, you're too worried about money. I promise you they worry about money more than me. I, amen. Like, I agree with that. They, they yes. are they are sitting there. They slave their life yes. away for 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing something they don't love. Mm. They're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. They're stressed about it. They fight their spouses right. about it. Like They're worried and thinking about it more than I will ever think about it. Amen. And they're the one then saying, yes. you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be trying to get right. all that money, right?
1: And you what know you what? It's crabs in a bucket, man. It's yep. crabs in a bucket. Why would they tell you that? Would they tell you that if you had a fifty thousand dollars a year W two salary working as an accountant? <laughs> no, they fucking wouldn't tell you that. Are you, you think there anyone's gonna ever yeah. come up to you do that? And by the way, if you're an accountant making fifty thousand dollars a year, I'm sorry. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, it's cool. Like no, it's made, cool. Make more. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. Go more. You know, but like, but the thing is, it's crabs in a bucket. They don't talk shit on you unless they have something that you want. Yeah. I believe the root of all jealousy, the root of all hate comes from someone else having something that you want that you don't believe you can have. They're going to tell you you shouldn't go after that yeah. money because they wish they could have no. that. And they now just want a virtue signal themselves to no. say, you, I'm not after the money. Yeah. Be like, why the fuck not? <laughs> and again, come back to what I was saying. The best thing I've ever heard is people who say money isn't everything. Just haven't given enough away. Because mm, I've heard I've heard the phrase, that. people who th- say money isn't everything don't know where to shop. Yeah. That's true too, by yeah. the way. Because I feel a lot of happiness in my Lamborghini. Yeah. I've we never were talking about CD. Right? The you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, like <laughs> you can hate me all you want. I'm getting to my Lambo. Yeah. You know, that's that's my therapy, right? Yeah. And sometimes I like buying shit. You know, yeah. it makes it's, it really enjoyable. I like paying for yeah. those tickets to go to Tulum with my wife, right? <laughs> but at the same time, people don't realize. The best thing you could ever do is get a lot of money and turn around and make a difference in the world. Actually make an impact because as much as we hate it, this world revolves around money. Yep. It revolves around money. So if you want to make an impact, if you want to save the turtles, mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, if you hate what's happening to dogs, you know, in yeah. the in the dog pound or whatever, mm-hmm. if there's anything you're you're passionate about, you know what you should do? You should become a badass motherfucker like Brave <laughs> Grant, go do something about yeah. it. And now you actually have leverage to make that difference. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And anyway, so I'm going no, on a tangent. Yeah. yeah. No. I, <laughs> I love that
0: tangent. I I remember when I first started like being like. Whoa, we're gonna make some money! Mm -hmm. Like, like not like, like. There's a difference between there's money on the screen of your business, and you're like messing with these spreadsheets, and like, and then all of a sudden being like babe, like,
1: I actually think we might make some money. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm not so worried about the bills all the yeah, time. Like, yeah. Like we're
0: going to actually like have yeah. some in our pocket. And I remember I like literally, this is like, this is like a, this is like six months ago. This mm-hmm. is not that long ago, to be honest, like, because I've kept everything in the business. Like I have not paid myself for right. so long. And, yeah. and I remember though, having like this almost crisis of my uh, conscience mm-hmm. being like, ah, like money's bad. Like all these thoughts from like growing up and, you know, yeah. religiously mm-hmm. and in a commute small community, all yeah. this. And I remember I literally went to uh, one of my leaders in my church and I told him this, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm having this like dilemma. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want to make sure that I don't go too far away. And I didn't mm-hmm. seen this example from my dad, right. And, and the, some of the mistakes he'd made. And, and he told me, Basically, he was like, look, there's multiple ways to build the kingdom. And it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. I think this principle is so good. He's like, there's multiple ways to build a kingdom. He's like, but a church building down the street is going to cost a heck of a lot of money. Someone's got (laughs) to pay for it. So he's like, so your way of doing it Mm -hmm. might be the one paying for the building. And it just flipped a switch. I'm like, dang, I want to build. The buildings. Yes. Like I like I don't wanna be the one putting the brick in. Like mm-hmm. someone's gotta pay for the brick. Right. I wanna pay for the brick. And well, all of them.
1: I mean, you know, I'm LDS, right? Yeah. And anyone who's listening to LDS knows the stories of Joseph Smith and like all that stuff, right? And if you're listening to this, <laughs> just go read about it. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when the Lord, you know, like sent people to Joseph, who'd he send? People with money. People with money. Absolutely. Why yeah. did the Lord do that? That's so evil. He said <laughs> evil after him. What the hell? Come on, God. Like, yeah. what, what are you thinking? No, he sent people with
0: money. Because the, wor- the world works on money. It's, yes. It's, you just can't get over it. So right. So you can either be mad at it yeah. and be mad at money for your whole life and mm-hmm. think about it your whole life anyways. Right. Or just go get a lot of it and you can do something good with it. You know? So, okay. Anyways. So
1: let's, let's pivot back to this. So your yeah. dad's going through all this bullshit, right? Yeah. You have your family not only turning their back on you, but literally trying to yeah. tear you down because not yeah. only did. They go after your dad. Then they turn around and went after the entire family, Yeah. which what the fuck? Yeah, man. You know, like, like seriously, Yeah. you know, like, uh, yes. <laughs> so then yes. they start going after you guys even more. And what, what, what happens after that? <laughs> yeah. So they
0: open up a, a civil, a lawsuit against our family. And oh this gosh. is the, this is the kicker. This is the funniest part about the whole thing. You know, I started the story. I said they mutiny, try to take the business. Yes. Well, the lawsuit these years later. The thing on the lawsuit was, which is just a joke because we were like multiple millions dollars in debt, but it was $50 million and the business. They just wanted the businessman yeah. because like you said, it's the jealousy. I love you. You just said this. Yeah. You said the jealousy comes from seeing someone else who has something and not thinking you can get it. Yes. Right. Cause like when I see your Lambo, I'm not like that, that F that
1: guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> frick Jeremiah. Right.
0: like I'm not, ju- I'm like, damn, that's freaking dope. Yes. I can't wait for a f- little while out and I'm going to yes. have one. Right. Because I'm not like, I can't get one. Right. I should just steal Jeremiah,
1: <laughs> right? like frig, like I should. Or just, if I can't have it, he can't
0: either. He can't have it right. either, right? That, we or that he must game have kids. cheated, or he yes. must have done, or he's in it, oh they, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. So they just literally don't have the ability, right? They it's in them,
1: it, it, but sure it mentally some's exactly. broken, right? And they don't have the ability, victims. They, victims. They want to play the victim game where you're getting something yeah. that they deserve. You know, this whole bullshit yeah. play, right? Yep. And do, by the way, what you just said there, that's how you know someone's a fucking stud, is because if you're not jealous, it's because you know I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like here's the thing: there's a different sphere when I'm around multimillionaires and billionaires yeah. even. They're happy for my success, even though we're competitors sometimes, right? They're happy for my success legitimately. You know why? Because they're sitting going, good for you, man. I know what it's like. And guess what? I'm there with you or I'm going to be there with you. So, dude, And we celebrate together in a way. But the people who DM me on Instagram saying, you you know, you racist pig for (laughs) driving a Lambo. They call me racist (laughs) for a Lambo, right? Um, But they say Uh, things. It's because they want it, but they never believe they can get it. Yep. Keep going. These are great. No, no,
0: it's so good. Um, So anyway, so they open up this lawsuit against my family. So now you gotta realize we had no more money for for lawyers. So my dad's in prison fighting the case for himself. This lawsuit. My mom is trying to help with the lawsuit, running this business that, you know, like when stuff like this happens in your life. Yeah. So it's my dad owns a supplement company as well. Right. Um, you know, and we can get into that, how I started mine and how that goes together. But um, so she's running this company and you find out like who your real friends are when stuff like this happens. Yes. And there were some people who who saved us during this time, who business relationships, people who knew our family mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. and who, you know, floated uh, bills for us and helped us and just incredible, incredible mm-hmm. people. But there was also some people who were like, we don't want anything to do with you guys. Mm-hmm. We're out. Yeah. And that was tough, like, yeah. right. Like a lot of the like big name people, you know, and, and for a lot of reasons and I don't blame them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they just did not want anything to do with it. And so anyway, so the business is like ultimately failing. Um, it, honestly, at this point in my life, seeing the financials of my business, I don't know how my parents were figuring it out right. because, you know, my current business is doing more revenue than they were doing, but we have a lot less of the bills. We're not, we don't have all the manufacturer, yeah. all the stuff they had. And I don't have a whole family to take care of. Right. Like it just blows my yeah, mind. Like, it, yeah. the, anyways, um, so anyways, so my mom's running this business. My dad's in prison, fighting his own lawsuit for himself, and the business failing. we millions millions dollars in debt. We lost our house. We lost the building that our business was in. We move and end up moving in with my grandma. Um, anyways, and uh, the the coolest part about this though is that my dad, fighting for himself, uh, he he actually we took that lawsuit. To like a basically like civil trial, Mm. and my dad won. Mm. And in civil court, they the they judged him innocent. Mm. So like even his like the the manslaughter uh, judgment that he had against him, the judge in the civil court said, "No, yeah, there's nothing." You're 100% innocent, so Mm -hmm. that was a really cool win for our family. And he did that fighting for himself, yeah. And so, with like no lawyers and stuff, but anyway, so we end up settling that. Uh, that actually didn't end up getting settled till years later. I think when I was uh 18, I finally like Mm -hmm. we all signed the paper to like settle on this amount and whatever, and that was over with. And Mm -hmm. and so, they now have nothing, they can't come after us for anything, Mm -hmm. they're done, like. Um,
1: really they're screwed. Like they got like, there might still be a little defamation going on.
0: uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, you know, they got their like $50,000 from, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure they, it's gone now. Like that's not going to change your life. So anyways, um, yeah. So we went through all that. Um, and, and there's a lot of honestly like blessings that Mm -hmm. came through this time, um, you know, it really brought my family super close together. We're mm-hmm. like us, like it was like us against the world. It was right. us against that those people who were attacking us. Right. Um, but there was also a lot of like it, really closeness in the sense of like there was news crews. It was very high profile thing. So oh, like wow. all over our family, and so we are very mm-hmm. close together. And we also spent sixteen hours a weekend in visitation sitting around a table like this mm-hmm. talking like yeah. what family does right, that right right. so like every saturday we would drive two hours sit with my dad for eight hours drive home two hours and then sunday drive two hours again sit for eight hours and drive home for two hours and so we were literally spending a absurd amount of time together as a family just sitting talking mm-hmm. communicating you know my dad having real like one-to-one conversations and mm-hmm. and things that i don't think most families get so that mm-hmm. that was a really good experience and in, in that way like right. I mean, a lot of it sucked not that it wasn't great mm-hmm. uh and by any means but that part of it was really cool and so anyways my dad gets out my sophomore year um and essentially like again like we were just like our family against the world like just building and and yeah. working and you know a company that had you know tons of employees was down to i think at the time like there was like six of us mm. including like me and my brother helping right. like in you know manufacturing bottling right. shipping calling like stuff. everything yeah, yeah right. like just kind of everyone's just trying to get get it done and um anyway so but my dad is you know got back to work like mm-hmm. and he always says us like we're just going to prove it with our actions. Uh, we had opportunities to, to return lawsuits back to certain people and mm-hmm. back to certain lawyers who had messed stuff up or back mm-hmm. to, you know, those family members. I and mean, never once has has done that because he's mm-hmm. like, we're just going to we're going to do what we're going to mm-hmm. do. And that's going to that's going to prove it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been a huge example uh, for me in my life. And, and so that's what we did. Like, you know, we started getting to work and my dad started at this point. He's paid off. All the debt he's ever owed anyone, any family members that you know gave us money, or mm-hmm. the lawyer fees, all that stuff completely paid off, mm-hmm. I and mean, we're talking like multi million in the whole coming out of prison, right? Right to mm-hmm. then, you know, getting to the point where now he's he's crushing it, his company's crushing it, mm-hmm. and then when uh you know that time when he got out of prison, we didn't really have any. Thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just, like, would work out as a family. Like, that was, like, our thing. We just spent so much time, like, in the gym working out. So that was me and my brother fell in love with fitness and, and all the, you know, this industry that, right. that we're in now with supplements and, and the fitness industry and started going to expos and stuff like that mm-hmm. and ultimately kind of led to the inspiration and desire to start. The company that we started together and uh which essentially was we would buy raw ingredients from my dad and sell them directly to mm-hmm. uh you know fitness enthusiasts athletes right. and stuff and so we cut out all the middlemen and we had a really clean whole food ingredients that we were selling directly to the customer so we could deliver something really good mm-hmm. at a really good price and mm-hmm. so it was really cool we were kind of like able to manipulate the market in a mm-hmm. cool way like that not manipulating a bad way but just no, get it. yeah, yeah, right. take the resources we had right. and mm-hmm. uh in a cool way and yeah, so that's crazy kind of how we got to here. Damn, a dude. Little bit. dude. <laughs> sorry, there's <laughs> no, story. no, no, no.
1: This is like don't be sorry because that's a fucking amazing story. For one, <laughs> it's incredible what you've gone through, right? Because <clears throat> as I'm listening, to this, I'm trying to think of this in my in like being in your shoes, you know, and you know, I all I can think of is I can't think of exactly how that is because I haven't been through that. All I can think of. Is how I felt when, you know, felt like it was the darkest times, right? Yeah. When, you know, family struggling, when you don't know, like you mm-hmm. hear your parents talking about how you don't know if they're going to make it, yeah. you know, you hear those conversations as a kid and you're just sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? Yeah. But then you, but really as, at what, I don't know if you're the same way, but my conversation would then, th- my conversation myself and my head would then go to, what do I need to do to make sure this never happens again? percent. It's almost like as a kid, you want to fix it. Yeah. And now you carry that with you for the rest of your life and yeah. look at what you're doing now. You're like, I'm going to be that guy who makes it happen for my yeah. family, makes it happen for other people. And yeah. that, that is taking ownership of what you can be, what you can become. Right yeah. now, one thing I want to, I wanna mention here. A couple of things actually is stallions come from stallions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're a stallion. You're mm-hmm. a fucking stud that comes yeah. from somewhere. Obviously what yeah. your dad has been through what he's accomplished to continually come back and yeah. keep, Doing it over and over yeah. is proof of what the kind of man he is yeah, absolutely. and people don't understand that right yeah, people do not understand that but if you're able to come back over and over again come back from paralysis to become yeah. a world champion right come back from. Lawsuits and even prison to mm-hmm. then have a multi million dollar business again yeah. after having done it once before, yeah. right? How many people do you think fucking go to like go in a tailspin at that point? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, drugs and alcohol ruin their life or suicide or yeah. so many other things because they don't think they can do it, right? 100%. But then there's the people who believe I can do this. It's going to be an incredible story, exactly. and they're going to tell their story and make it known. That's the person who takes control of history, Absolutely. his own story, right? Absolutely. And what you're saying here is something that I felt because we're talking about money. We're talking mm-hmm. about what you have to go through in order to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I was I had my friend Jimmy Rex on. He said something so powerful. He said, it's almost like the universe knows when you're worthy of something. Oh, right. When you're all in. And I love the phrase when they say in order to become a millionaire you have to become a man worthy yep. of making millions of dollars yep. what I does that, that mean that means you've gone through the hell mm-hmm. you've taken you've paid the direct price yep. that is correlated with making millions of dollars yep. you've been through the shit you've put through the sacrifice and now guess what It's in your DNA. It's who you are. It doesn't matter if we shut down gains in bulk. Guess what? You're going to be right back at (laughs) it again because you have the skill sets. You have the mentality. That's who you are. And it never, ever goes away. Becoming worthy of making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I've said this before. Elon Musk is now the richest man in the world. (laughs) But what people don't understand about that dude, Elon, is he sold his companies, invested Every dime Everything. back into these other two companies and borrowed money for rent. Mm-hmm. That move alone yep. shows you that he's worth billions yeah. because there's that a, kind of mentality. There was
0: other guys in those cells of those companies who are rich. Right. But they're not on the list because right, right they didn't. If you sold a company for a
1: hundred million dollars, what would you do? Just start building again. Okay, you start <laughs> building again. Do you know how many people would answer that question? Be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, no, right? oh just... but you know what? You like you start building again. Do you want to build up another hundred million dollar company? Or yeah. do you want to go, I'm gonna invest all of that yeah. into well, two going, companies yeah, to try to and make billion. billions of dollars, yeah. right? And that's the kind of that's what people don't understand about how important it is for your mindset yeah. and who you are and actually who you have to become yeah. in order to achieve that kind of success. Yeah, well right? you just gotta
0: ask yourself like what does a millionaire's life look like? What does his day look like? Right. Is he sleeping in, being lazy? Is he eating whatever he wants, whatever right. he wants? Is he like, just ask yourself. The crypto millionaire yeah, might. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. And it might look different to everyone, but like, what does that look like? And then just look at yourself and be like, right. do I look like a millionaire? Yes. If someone was with me all day, every right. day, would my life look like a millionaire? Right. And I often ask myself that question. It's in like one of my questions in my journal. It's like, mm. what level of CEO am I? Mm. And a lot of times I have to be like, I'm not a right. worthy CEO of a 100 million dollar company yet. Right. That's the like I want to have a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. I'm not a billion dollar CEO yet right. because a billion dollar CEO wouldn't do this. He would be doing this. Right. And just that's all like just look at your life say what does my day look like? Does it look like a millionaire mm-hmm. like day? Yeah. No, well, I should probably change some stuff. Do I read a book ever? Do I like do anything to try and make an improvement or do I just be like, oh, I'm going to make money
1: someday, you know? Well, dude, even in, because even just referencing back to funnel hacking live, right? You know how many people who go to those things over and over again or (laughs) buy courses and don't actually build their first funnel? Yeah they start but don't finish or they like, I, I was surprised to talk to people who had been gummed to the funnel hacking live for three fourth years. Year and they're oh, like, that yeah. was my first one <laughs> ever by the way. And I'm sitting there. Same. I'm like, <laughs> right, that's, that was our first one. Right. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm listening to him. like, you haven't built your, what do you mean? You haven't built your funnel? Like if, if building your funnel is yeah. your biggest, like you understand that a funnel is like, a daily basis thing for yeah. us, like yeah. like building a funnel is like setting up an IG page or like yeah. posting, like yeah, be like four for Black yeah, Friday. i was like, as well last like, week. like building a funnel. Like, what do you mean? Do you, yeah. you have any idea how many other things you're gonna have to do with your business besides yeah. just the funnel? Yeah, like talk,
0: like actually make a
1: product, sell a product. <laughs> yeah. Like, good luck. <laughs> be a business. Get your yeah. you know like oh, get your whole software. Dude, there's so many things. So if you're by the way, if you're listening to this and you're in Funnel Hacking Live, you haven't bu- built a funnel. Either stop now or just go fucking do it. Yeah, just, just do it, quit man. giving yourself a just time period. Just build it, even if it looks like shit. Put it yeah. out there for the world to see that it looks like shit. Congratulations, you build your first funnel. Now adjust. <laughs> right? <laughs> Welcome to the life because my first funnel sucked.
0: Yeah, my right? me, I, should, I should pull up screenshots. Yeah, I, I wish have, I kept those. <laughs> I have some nasty looking funnels. And I yeah. sell supplements. Like you gotta trust right. the landing page of a supplement. Yes. And I was selling them on the ugliest, ugliest sketchiest shit. thing, but it's like, man, you just gotta do it. Let so. me ask you something,
1: right? Because you're you're in the fitness industry. But you're not just in the fitness industry because you do it a little bit differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause the fitness industry, I mean, dude, we could talk about yep. that industry it's and how mess. it's a mess, right? <laughs> it's a big mess. And then how there's, you know, like everyone's got like, wants to get a supplement line, yep. proteins, creatines, pre-workouts, yeah. you know, uh, trend bologna sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you're taking a, at a completely different approach, which probably stems a lot from what your dad talked yep. about. And this is something that's super interesting because if I, I kind of look at the medical industry, the fitness industry in a very similar way mm. in a bad way. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I believe the medical industry is one of the most corrupt Same. industries <laughs> in on the entire fucking planet, 100%. next to wall street. Yep. You know, you look at big pharma I think it's, and Wall Street. I think it's worse, but I agree. Yeah. I, I I agree with that, yeah. right? The what they, the shit they pull, like yeah. epipens, running them through the roof, yeah. right? You know, like we could go on and on about that. But like Wall Street and the corruption that's in Wall Street and finance and business next right right next to Big Pharma, the corruption that lies in those kind of industries. And when I look at fitness industry, I look at the same thing because I know damn well they're just throwing together these powders and making huge profits
0: on them, right? And most of the owners like have no idea, right? No idea. Like they don't know. Yeah. They're business guys or marketers, yes. right? Like They go more they based know. off of
1: taste and yeah. appearance and how much profit they can get. What's yep. the cost but, putting together as opposed to, is this really mm-hmm. what makes a difference? Because what I, I've been diving into this a lot. Like I love the carnivore diet, mm-hmm. you know, and I know people can debate me on this yeah. all the time, but I was talking to, uh, I was listening to a guy, Alex Ramosi. Yeah, and he Alex. talks about how he, uh, his, his thoughts on the fitness industry, which by the way, we should just shout a- out Alex. Alex is is such Rimozi, we love you, dude. Yeah, right. You're like literally He's Hercules.
0: Like we need to get him on here.
1: Oh, we should. Yes, like, absolutely. Tag Alex. Get him yeah, on here. We'll, we'll tag Alex for sure. But he was talking <laughs> about his thoughts on the fitness and mostly just like diets. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, like, because our entire diet structure has just been based off of a food pyramid <laughs> that someone put made together.
0: It was made by the dairy farm. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: So I sit here, I look at it, I'm like, I'm like, all these things that I've learned in my life have been told to me, how much of them are actually true or how much of them were just put together by a marketing company? Yeah, 100%. You know, and I'm a marketer because yeah. I own a business, right? Yeah. So I know exactly, I'm looking at it from back and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. I kind of get that. Now you just throw it together to make the profit, make yeah, the sales. You want to sell one thing more than the other. You exactly. Talk about one thing more than the other. Exactly. Yeah. So walk me through this, because your supplement line mm-hmm. is a not is a lot different, mm-hmm. and what you guys focus on is that natural healing. Yep. That that what really is going to like. Cause obviously, what your dad yeah. did to heal from being paralyzed to unparalyzed. Yeah. Not a small thing, right? So walk me through that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot uh, that that makes us different, but I, essentially, it starts with everything that we do is whole food base. So it comes from actual food yeah. uh, plants or, you know, and it's, everything's not 100%, we're not hundred percent plant based because mm-hmm. we have like ways and stuff right, like that, but it's all food based. There's nothing synthetic. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people might say like, look at the bottle and think it's a natural product or something, but it's a lot deeper than that. And 99% of vitamins on the market are synthetic. So like mm-hmm. vitamin C for one, for example, if you look at your bottle of vitamin C, flip the label around, you're going to see it says vitamin C As ascorbic acid, it'll be in parentheses, as ascorbic acid. Essentially what that means is they made vitamin C Mm. out of hydrochloric acid like the stuff from like science class that's that's like burn stuff yeah and corn syrup good so it's like they (laughs) literally they mix them they ferment them yeah emergency right like it tastes great because it's literally corn syrup mixed with this fermented process of acid and then reduced down to you get uh, ascorbic acid Mm -hmm. and it's crazy and no one like no one talks about that because it's super cheap to make Mm -hmm. and every company puts it in there because it's The margin's ridiculous, like literally, I mean a box of emergency, if I was to make that product, would probably cost me like 45 cents. Maybe. Like, like the one at the store. Right. Like maybe. And
1: most of that's like, in the cardboard and the packaging. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like Not even in the ink. Actual- the ink on the exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so that's what they're selling because then, you know, they can sell whatever, like $30, right. but everything that we do comes from whole foods. So yeah. our vitamin C product, mm-hmm. uh, it's comes from acerola cherries and other fruits. Acerola cherries a lot more than like oranges, but, mm-hmm. uh, there are some oranges and stuff in there too, but, uh, you know, comes from the actual foods. And so the the importance of that is the body actually knows how to use it mm. and utilize it properly mm-hmm. when you when you take a synthetic vitamin in the long run you end up depleting the body mm. because what ends up happening is your body goes oh this is kind of like vitamin mm-hmm. C but in order to actually use it we we got to kind of get the rest of the pieces we got to mm-hmm. put this all together right. so it actually takes vitamin C out of like your call uh, out of your collagen mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so
1: Um, Your body trying to adapt. Your body is basically trying
0: to, you know, make the synthetic thing work. That's similar
1: to when you get on like a respirator, or you get on, like, you're stuck on something. So long, your body adapts because it 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 gets this thing coming in, Mm -hmm. and it stops working as much. It's not fighting to build itself back when you cut cut it off, right? You cut the legs off it basically by supplying it with this synthetic or like this artificial thing that keeps you there. It doesn't mm-hmm. build itself back,
0: Exactly. Yeah. right? I
1: mean, because that's basically what you guys yeah. talk about. I mean, your dad talked about the self healing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. What, I mean, that's a crazy story number <laughs> one with the self healing. But I, if we really understood just how incredible our bodies oh, are, absolutely. we wouldn't really be so worried yep. about taking pills. Yeah. You know, and dude, I mean, we you and me could talk about weed. We could because yeah. you know, with your your mom, like uh, who passed away, what what was it that she took? You said.
0: I actually am not sure what the exact drug was. It was a sleeping medication. sleeping medication.
1: I know a lot of people who have family members or friends who overdosed on depression medication. Oh, 100%. Anxiety medication, you know, Yeah, which just makes anxiety worse, by the way. Exactly, right? You become self, you become, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, dependent. Dependent. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Dependent on
0: it, right? And then they got to switch you to another one. Uh-huh. Switch you to another. Yeah. You're just going down this path, to keep making it worse. They're not actually fixing, the, right? Like, here's the thing. Everyone's been saying COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to. We don't want to fill up the hospitals. So get vaccinated, so you don't have COVID. Right. Why? Don't you you want to know who fills up the hospitals? Heart disease. Yes. Right. Like, right. That's what fills up the hospitals. Right. If they actually were were worried about not filling the hospitals, they would stop us from eating. Cheeseburgers every day, oh, right? Yeah. Like they don't care about <laughs> right. filling up the hospital. They're trying to right. actually fill them up. They're yes. saying, "Come get the vaccine. Yes. Come buy our other pro- Come buy our other products yes. and our other solutions. Keep coming back. And keep coming back right. over and over and over. They're not trying to not fill the hospitals. Right. They're just trying to fill them up like, like slowly mm-hmm. in the right pace. Yes. And well, so you yes. know why
1: though? Cures are extremely unprofitable. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Cures, legitimate cures, yeah, are extremely unprofitable. What's very profitable is returning customers, right? And yes, it might help for a sec, and you know, but it generates this returning customer. Why would we cure? We could talk about this with cancer, right? Oh my gosh, the cancer industry, right? I know too many people with cancer, but I know a lot of other people who have said, you know, honestly, my body healed itself from cancer. Once number one, yeah. I fixed it with my own mentality and my diet, my body fought it yep. off and my exercise and getting enough being out in the sun. And once I got into that, I and I'm not saying this, I'm a cure for cancer, but I'm just saying yeah. there's a lot of people and a lot of studies between that, but you never hear damn shit about it, right? Nope. I've never said that before, damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear that yeah. about it. But what you do hear is about the chemotherapy and yeah. the, and the radiation treatments and the yeah. harsh treatments that honestly really just Suppress it down which most people get it within
0: again within five years exactly
1: then it keeps coming back and keeps inflating like this balloon Right, so what do we do to fix that? Yeah, sure. Brandon, <laughs> what's the answer to fixing to take on big pharma <laughs> jeez. Big i pharma don't know dog. man
0: i mean at the end of the day like it's what, what i said like the body is so powerful mm. we just need to give it the right nutrients so like at the end of the day like i truly believe supplements are supplements they supplement mm. your lifestyle yeah. they shouldn't be the the answer right like mm. if you're trying to like build muscle or lose fat or whatever like there's a myriad of things you should do before you start taking supplements mm. and then let's take a supplement to just Improve that and boost right, that a little right. bit like mm-hmm. for me my goal like with our supplements in our company Like I just want to help someone get like that little extra edge mm-hmm. like that one two percent increase that micro improvement every single day That's going to make a difference in the long run Well, for now
1: them. someone would think that and like because everyone's so driven by the immediate result, right? Yeah. That's why we love trend. Yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not no trend steroids. Yeah, um, they want that immediate result, right? Yeah. But what they don't realize is that one percent Extra a day is 365% a year and if you have a 365% return a year on your money you become a billionaire very quickly. Yeah, I didn't say millionaire I billionaire. said billionaire because yeah. the compounding effect yep. of getting better 1% every single day yep. is a massive, massive, massive difference. difference yeah. So yes, making a small percent difference mm-hmm. can make a huge, huge difference, difference over time. Yep. Especially over the course of six months to a year, yep. that 1% a day, like you're saying, I don't you know, I don't want to keep going, but that makes a huge difference yeah. over the long term, Yeah. right? Yeah, because tomorrow
0: a 1% is 1% of 101%, right?
1: Right. And then exactly. it's
0: 1% of 102%, 1% exactly. of 103%. Mm-hmm. So that 1% grows. And that, anyway, yeah, like, so at the end of the day, it's our body is so incredibly smart and we just need to supply it with the right nutrients it needs, right? Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's going to come from diet. And then, you know, what I believe is when your diet isn't supplying those things, like creatine, for example, mm-hmm. in order to get enough to get the performance benefit, you don't have to eat like, seven pounds of meat a day. Like, it's just like not realistic well, and not I'm, healthy. I, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe on the carnivore diet, right, you can get yeah, enough no, protein. I, you don't need to take right. it. But, you know, or like digestive enzymes, right. a big thing that, that we, uh, we promote and talk about. And I believe oh, in it really gosh. deeply. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you don't need them. Yeah. If you're going to eat 80% raw, yeah. if you're going to eat fruits and vegetables, 80% of your diets, fruits and vegetables, you don't need plant enzymes. Mm. But the problem is most of us eat 80, 90% Cooked or processed right. foods. Yes, and so we need to be smart enough and mature enough to like supplement those enzymes back in. That's why everyone's lactose, gluten intolerant. They have food allergies to everything. It's dude, just because they can't digest
1: it. Me, myself included, has gut issues. Yeah, bro, we gotta get on the digestive what? enzymes. I know right? <laughs> you said those to me, but dude, like that. I, I, we, I think you mean talk about this in Florida. I feel like everyone I know has some sort yep. of gut health issue, 100%. and I'm like, I don't remember anyone talking about this ten years ago. No. You know, it's not like, I mean, our, our food has changed that much the last 10 years, but at the same time, like, why is this now a big thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, people say discoveries, yeah. but what were you it's getting?
0: multiple. I mean, well, it, it really is multiple things. And there's a reason it's bigger today than it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it's genetic. Modification, GMOs. Mm. So gluten, like grains, gluten yeah, right. has been so genetically modified. If you think of like the molecule of mm. gluten, and you, like in science class, and there's like the bars connecting the different molecules. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I did too. I I fell I fell out of marketing class. Actually, dude, this that's is the funniest hilarious. part. Like, yeah. I got an actual F in marketing. Well, we know you. And know then I just knowledge. left. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny. I, anyways, that's a whole yeah, different story. Right. We could go into, but so but the 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 molecule has been so genetically modified to make it smaller Mm. to make so you can make more of it so you can grow more of it so the molecule that used to be like this it's just shrunk down and so our body can't actually break apart those bonds anymore and so our body literally like fights it and it causes all these problems in stomach and so the same thing with lactose gluing all these different things so we've literally genetically modified the foods so much to the point where our bodies literally can't break it down Mm. and that's what you know I'm not plugging my product too much. Plug but, it, plug but, the <laughs> shit out of it, bro. But there's one specific <laughs> enzyme in our plans. enzymes called uh, not. I almost said a toxin, but it's dipeptidyl peptidase, <laughs> and it is like a patented enzyme specifically for breaking down genetically can you modified. That times fast <laughs> <Yeah>. dipeptidyl peptidase. <laughs> yeah. But it it breaks down. It can break apart those bonds, <laughs> and so that's a super powerful, powerful enzyme for anyone who shows the <laughs> glue or lactose intolerance and. To be honest, everyone does. It's, right. Everyone has a hard time digesting it, mm-hmm. and. If you keep abusing your body's enzymes over your life, you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse. That's right. why we develop a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. When you were five, you could drink all the milk you wanted. Yeah. Why can't you now? Well, it's because oh, you just sure abuse the freaking crap <laughs>
1: out of your body and those I was enzymes. A whole yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I was pouring a full glass of milk yeah. and drinking milk and I do it again. Right. <laughs> and it's the same process,
0: right? They they heat up the milk. They yeah they pasteurize it, they boil it mm. and that makes they mm. destroys the enzymes. It right. kills it. if you're drinking raw milk out of a cow, you have no problems. Mm. Anyone who, lactose intolerant, I'm telling you, they literally 99% of those people could go get a glass of milk right out of a cow and they would be totally fine because it's raw, it has its enzymes, but we cook, we cook it, we heat it, we destroy it, um, and so we need help. You'd stuff. love my
1: sister. Cause she's big on all the raw milk and all the natural yeah. stuff, and she's sticking, you know, like garlic in her ear to help your, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, anyway, yeah. So, um, uh, but dude, pl- plug the shit out of it. I'll plug it for you. Yeah. Everyone go follow gains in bulk on Instagram. Like yeah. go look at his supplement. Like, like obviously like when you look at his physique, right. But obviously like we all know that there's some shit happening. We were just talking about testosterone. Mm. I believe every man in this country is going to need some form of testosterone replacement therapy, TRT, here. If not now, here and soon. <laughs> Why? Because the fucking shit we eat, I believe yeah. it stems from the food. Absolutely. And our hormones off balance. Yep. Like, dude, I played college I D one D1 football, right? I was playing yep. college football, working out since I was, like, fucking 11, bro. Yeah. Like, I've been working on my entire life. Yeah. I'm not a wee lad. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, and, and but I, well, I was shocked because I was really feeling sh- like shit. And I was shocked when I went and got my testosterone checked. I'm like, and he says, yeah, you're crazy low. Yeah. Like, what do you mean crazy low? He's like, like, you're not, you're like lower than a natural scale low. I'm like, on testosterone? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm so, I, I <laughs> love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but But he, he broke that down for me. Yeah. And I was shocked. He's like, he's like, you'd be shocked at how many men are struggling with testosterone. Yeah. And I've been diving into this more and more. That's why I love the idea of, like, Mm. that's why I've been diving into the idea of, like, you should eat more meat because it spikes your testosterone because it's going to be a little bit more raw. It's, like, Mm. a little more, like, what you're meant to eat as a human being, a little more carnivorous, right? (laughs) Instead of all this process stuff, you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah, But. With testosterone and hormones being so off balance, why is everyone getting their thyroids checked? Why is everyone, you know, like, like trying to figure out how to boost their testosterone? Because testosterone is lower than it's ever been. Back in the 1950s, testosterone was in the higher end of yeah. the spectrum. And now it's lower today. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I know we could come up with a lot of reasons why, but there's obviously some yeah. serious fucking issues 100%. going on, right? 100%. Dude, like, I, I could talk about this all the time. I mean, the justice system. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't know how 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 deep you go into political stuff, right? But, you know, you're talking about the justice system. You're talking about the medical field. Yeah. We're talking about, because you're an entrepreneur, we're talking about, you know, business. There is a lot of corruption 100%. at the highest levels in in this country, in this world, yeah. right? But what I believe is going to make the biggest difference is dudes like you, right? Mm -hmm. Dudes like me, dudes like entrepreneurs who see what's wrong and are willing to go out there and make a difference. And guess what? You can't do that unless you have some form of influence, whether you have a large following, whether you have a lot of money, Mm -hmm. everyone's sitting there, sending their thoughts and prayers and tweets. (laughs) And you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to call for people like you to stand up and make a difference in this world to actually say this can be done and yeah. I'm gonna want be the one who takes the initiative to say, I'm gonna go do it. 100%. That's the definition of an entrepreneur, yeah. sees something wrong, and Think instead it. of saying like, man, someone should really do something. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Really? I am mean, sure. How many people say, man, I wish someone would make a product that's this? Yeah. I know I've said it yeah. because and I say it because I don't want to go do that yeah. product, you know? Yeah. I'll be like, I wish there was a product like this. <laughs> But I'm yep. not gonna do it, right? Yep. But that's that's a problem. Everyone sees all these issues and they say, "I wish someone would do something yep. about it." The entrepreneur says, "That's me, motherfucker. Yep. I'm gonna go make something happen." Yep. And what you're doing and what you've accomplished, dude, it's incredible to see what you've accomplished at such a fucking young age. It's yeah. I'm so excited to see where you're <laughs> gonna be, you know, in the next five, ten years, right? Um, but dude, everything you've been through, everything you've accomplished, dude, congratulations, man. For There's sure, one thing man. you want to li- leave our listeners with. What would it be, bro? Oh man,
0: um, which yeah, thank you. This has been super fun, fun uh, huh? yeah. totally off the cuff too, like nothing planned. So Good, I yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if there's one thing, I think we said it a couple times, and this is like just start like. Mm. I, I look at anyone, man. I just saw a video last night of the rock he posted and it was his first time in WWE ring. Oh yeah. When he looked like a pineapple head. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he looked kinda like goofy. The, yeah, he he had that well, for yeah. the hair. But the, yeah. the, the rock in WWE Reign for the first time and I, I sat there and I rewatched the video like five times. And I just thought, man, look where this guy's come from. Yeah. And he started in, you know, WD's cool, but mm-hmm. like that's not like the platform to be like, dude, the guy's going to be freaking president <laughs> of the United States. Like you hear it here first. But so I'm watching The Rock in WWE mm. first one. Now he's the highest paid actor in the world. He's got yeah. all these companies, all this stuff. And I just thought, man, if people would just get started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel so lucky um, to have just started on the path. Because I'm like, man, I'm not going to quit. Right at all? And where's that going to be in 10, 15, 20, 30 years? Mm -hmm. What rooms am I going to be in? What people are going to be able to be around? What type of influence am I going to be able to have an impact Mm -hmm. in the world and actually make an actual difference? Not just complaining on Instagram or in the comments, like, actually make a difference Mm. and so like what i would say is like just get started and it might not look like the way you want like you Mm. might not have a cool office like this you might not have a cool podcast room or a lambo or whatever but like if you just get started get in the game yes like get in the game start finding people to network with get close to man like what starts to happen in years i mean like I get that I'm only 23, but I also started the company when I was 17, and I really started doing this. You started when I was before like that, because twelve, yeah, like exactly, 13, right, like yeah, being in it, being a part mm-hmm. of it. So it's that's a good point. Like, yeah, I'm five, arguably 10 years in. Wow, and you're not going to get anywhere if you don't just mm-hmm. get in the game. So yeah. I don't. I would just say get started. Like, don't worry about where the the place you're starting from. Like, it's amazing where you can get to when you just get in the game and start playing and, and play to win every day.
1: That's gold, brother. Dude, <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. Everyone, go follow this guy on Instagram, Braven, B-R-A-V-E-N underscore Grant. Uh, we'll link all this again in the, in the descriptions. Braven Grant. And also go follow his company, Gains in Bulk. And make sure you go try it, right? Because yeah. what he's talking about, if you guys listen to this, I know for a fact You've been feeling the same shit. I know, because everyone I talk to feels the same way, yep. right? 100%. So make sure you go follow this guy. Anywhere else, people can get a hold of you. Man, shoot me a DM. Honestly, like I'm pretty active on social, so yeah. love to Shoot him talk. a DM. Tell him I sent you, so I can get my referral code. Yeah, That's good. yeah. What's <laughs> <There's laughs> going on,
0: brother? Absolutely, appreciate it. Man.